I gazed the monstrous creature before me, my mind struggling to comprehend the horrors that it represented. The moon cast an eerie glow, revealing the twisted confluence of flesh and fur, the elongated snout and the gleaming predatory eyes. It was a sight that defied reason, a grotesque fusion of man and beast. It growled again and then turned and bolted into the night. And we're live. No, 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 actually we're not. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> but And she's talking about us like Ouija. She goes, oh, like a Ouija board? And I was like, I mean, that's the nickname for a Norwegian forest cat. So Those are crazy. Those are like, they're massive. Well, that's what Tap Out was half. Oh, really? And so that's why. I've never seen a solid colored one. We talked about. There's some, yeah. We talked about getting one because they're so social. Oh, I didn't know they're so actually They're massive. They that's, are. They're big. Well, they're big well, like Maine. Look like, at Tap Out. 22 oh. pounds. I mean. That's like, like Maine Coons are big too. It's like two cats. But they say that that's probably why he was the way he was because that's how Norwegian forest cats are. But they are not cheap. No. And it's not. And I'm you can ha- get free cats all day long. That's why I have yeah, such like a heart. 1500? I have such a heart for adoption of animals that it's like hard for me. She wants them all. She thinks they're freaking Pokemons. Gotta get them all. Gotta catch them. She does. Them. I swear to God. That's not a fair statement. I would love to have them all, but I'm not crazy about it. We've had a, we've been a singular pet home for two months, but before the Injixer died, November of 21, and I haven't got another dog. Okay. you. That's true. Give me credit where it's due, dear. Now, if I had a lot of money in a big, big, big farm, mm, all of them. Bring them all to me. <laughs> probably would. Crazy cat lady. <laughs> well, dogs too. You, dogs she, too. Yeah. Yes. If if somebody didn't put her in check, she would be the crazy cat lady. No, I I can rein it in. You get to be. No. Pretty cold. No. I was just curious because you're doing the bouncy thing. Lavy tappy. Lavy tappy. Okay. I'm good. Thanks. I appreciate your concern. Water. You gonna wash it later? Water. <clears throat> okay, you guys ready? Uh huh. Okay, and we're live with Paranormal Dash Spirits. This is the place we come to get our booze on. We talk about the booze, those things that go bump in the night, and I get to do it with all my booze. I'm Mike Black. It's my wife Alyssa Black. Hello. My best friend John Burkett. Hola. And we've all had paranormal experiences, and we all like to drink. Responsibly. Bueno snow chase. (laughs) In moderation. In moderation. Uh, Tonight, we got a great story for you guys. We're talking, we go all the way back in history to the beginnings of where the werewolves started. And, I mean, all the way back. But before we do that... uh, I want to tell you about all the places you can come find us on the web, the interwebs. Uh, we've got our website, which is paranormal-spirits.com. We've got a Facebook group, uh, Booze with Benefits. We've got a YouTube channel, which is... Paranormal. 3B Paranormal Spirits. Instagram is... Paranormal underscore dash spelled out. Mm-hmm. 
underscore spirits. TikTok is the same, and Twitter's the same. As what? The underscore? Mm-hmm. Paranormal underscore. With the word dash. The word dash. The dash don't be silent. <coughs> underscore spirits. And the way we start off every show, and we're going to start off this one too, is with a drink of the night. And I always give the honors to John. <coughs> John, tonight, what are we drinking? Tell us all about This looks it. like tequila. By God. Mi gente, tequila blanco. So, it's an unaged tequila from Jalisco. This is distilled by Master Distiller, or as they say in Mexico, Tequilera, Ana Maria Romero. So this is a female that is responsible for this. And we've heard this is really good. We have heard. I'm pretty excited about it. Was I it, am too. It's very cool. Was bottle. it rated an, an S by the one that we watched? Uh, it an no. A? It was I an A, wasn't it? He gave it an A, yeah. Which is almost as good as it gets, but okay. Well, that smells good. Oh, that smells, <laughs> that smells amazing. Oh, I like that. It smells like roasted agave. Mm-hmm. Smells delicious. Okay. So, I, that's all I'm getting from this. I'm, mm-hmm. getting, I'm not getting any. I'm getting agave. I'm not getting anything else. No pepper, just, no ethanol. Mm-mm. All right. Cilantro? Cilantro. 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 Salud. Salud. That is really good. <laughs> Holy crap. That's silky. It's bright. It's got a little bit of that kick. That's very smooth. That is extremely smooth. It is. Tequila. Especially if you're a Blanco. What's the reposado? What is the price point on this, dear? Um, am I, did I buy it with John's money or my money? John, what is the price point on this? <laughs> According to the website, $48.99. According to our local liquor store, it's less than 50. It, less than 50. it was less than 50. It was like <clears throat> between 45 and uh, $49, somewhere in there. Which this tastes way more expensive than that. It does taste more expensive than that. That is amazing. I just get agave. I'm not getting a lot of black pepper. I just get like a very, very roasted agave forward. I get a little bit of black pepper, but it's on the back side. Back here. Yeah, and it's not it's not overwhelming. But it is silky smooth. The it's, website says aromatic, elegant, and complex with unfolding notes of cantaloupe, no, honey, maybe, and cinnamon. An outstanding, generous, and round finish. Makes it sound like it's a churro. <laughs> a Melanie churro. I don't get cantaloupe and I don't get cinnamon. Oh. There might be a little bit of honey flavor there. Cantaloupe? Yeah. What kind of cantaloupe are they drinking? Or eating? <laughs> or drinking? I don't know. It's it's not vanilla. But there's... It's something. That's the cantaloupe. That's all natural. There's no additive free. This is one of those certified additive free. There's no artificial flavorings, no nothing. It's not even been filtered, apparently, according to the website. Oh, wow. And uh, 
It's really good. The legs on this, it I is know. very, like the mouthfeel is velvety and thick and oily. I was looking at, God, that thing. What is the reposado, <clears throat> I wonder? Like, I wonder how smooth that beast is. Oh, I'm sure it is. But You should probably try the $200 bottle of Añejo. Or I can just do the $70 <laughs> bottle of Repo and be happy. <laughs> yeah, that, those prices jump on this one. It goes, what, like 45 to 70 for the Repo? 70 something. For and then 200, 200 for the onion. Jeez. Hello. That's expensive. <laughs> I don't see any re- I mean, that is. That's really good. That's the best Blanco. I mean, that's I've obviously ever a Blanco, you know, because you get the brightness from it. Mm hmm. Yeah, know, there's, no wood, there's, there's no there's no barrel in that in at, at all. So that that just toppled a Don Julio Blanco off the top of the Blanco chain. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. And for those that like to support women in different male-dominated fields, this one right. is um, made by a woman. And what was her name? Anna Maria Romero. Anna Maria Marrero. Romero. Romero. And she, this is not the only tequila in her line of, like, out of her oh, distillery. If I is remember this, correctly, is this like the there top was, one or? That I don't know. The only reason I know that's because that yeah, she, video she, we she watched, does, there was yeah. a few different ones. Mm-hmm. You know, like some of the distilleries have different right. lines of things, yeah. like same juices and stuff. I'd have to watch it again to be able to tell you. I just know that, um, so, you know, their slogan is Por la Tierra, which is for the land, Por la Gente, which is for the people, and Por la Vida, which is for life. life. So. It also says. But not Por la My Wallet, because it wasn't that expensive. <laughs> it says that the, I, I'm going to butcher these Aztec words, Sinzon Tototch Ten is a folk story that tells the tale of Mayahuel, Mayahuel, the goddess of the agave plant, and Patecatl, the god of pulque. Pulque is like a liquor that's made out of something. It's it's a... I don't think you can even get that here. You can only drink that down there. Hmm. It's usually like a homemade thing. It's Mm -hmm. a, a milky, like moonshiny kind of thing. Um, whose beautiful union, their beautiful union, produced 400 mischievous rabbits with a taste for good company, good liquor, and a good time. Our tequila, like all good things in life, is meant to be shared. Enjoy responsibly with friends, food, and music. Yeah, it's... That that beats out Don Julio for sure for the, the top Blanco. That is a sipper of Blanco, too. That's not like a... I know. You're not going to have to shoot that at all. It's not like the ones I usually get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, you you got to kiss a lot of frogs to get a, a prince or a princess, yeah. you know, whatever. Whatever mm-hmm. your choice is. Now, I would say, you know, practically, you can, if you, some places, sometimes you can find the Don Julio for, I know, a Costco liquor. If you live in a place that has Costco liquors, it's like mm-hmm. $35. And it's pretty solid. Yeah. But it's not quite this. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong. That might be her only brand. I want to say no, he I said there was something another, else. I believe there is something else that, that she also does. I just, I was looking and right now that's the only thing that comes up. Oversees the entire te- entire tequila process for Mijenta from start to finish. So. Yeah, I'll throw up some pictures from her website and 
and put them on the yeah there's a picture of her on here yeah Mm -hmm. i think it's cool that there's like you say in a typically male dominated Mm -hmm. uh, field you know and in a let's be honest a patriarchal uh, culture culture Mm -hmm. you know to have a, a female come out and and produce something like this this is this is excellent excellent tequila it really is definitely recommend it not not she's a looker too mm-hmm. <laughs> well that's good to know yeah, not, <laughs> lady. i would i would hate for her to be uh homely or something and making tequila yeah. that good <laughs> homely. <laughs> glad she's a sharp looking woman mm-hmm. oh, oh goodness Okay, you guys ready to talk about the B-double-O-S? Yep. All righty. Wet my whistle here with my my Monster Energy drink. Oh, boy, does that not, like, just jack with the flavor of this? Like, doesn't mm, not it at all. screw up your palate, that no. cough syrup stuff? No, I have an, I have an iron palate. <laughs> an iron palate. Oof. Okay. The desolate road stretched out before me, its asphalt cracked and weathered by years of neglect. The country air was heavy with an unsettling stillness broken only by the distant rustle of leaves in the wind. I quickened my pace and unexplained unease settling in the pit of my stomach. As I walked, the sensation of being watched intensified, a prickling at the back of my neck that refused to be ignored. Glancing over my shoulder, I saw nothing but the empty road, flanked by overgrown fields and towering trees. The feeling persisted, an unseen presence looming just beyond my line of sight. I tried to dismiss it as mere paranoia, a trick of my imagination playing havoc on my senses. But deep down, a gnawing dread tugged at my every step, urging me to seek refuge to escape whatever malevolence lurked in the shadows. My heart pounded in my chest, my breath come coming in shallow gasp as I quickened my pace, desperate to put distance between myself and the encroaching darkness. Yet, with each step, the presence seemed to draw nearer, its sinister intent palpable in the air. As I approached a dilapidated farmhouse, its windows boarded up and its facade crumbling, a single lamp reaching out through the cracks in the windows, a chill wind swept through the overgrown grass carrying with it a mournful whisper that sent shivers down my spine. I glanced around, my eyes scanning the landscape for any sign of salvation. But then, a movement caught my eye. A figure half concealed by the gnarled branches of an ancient oak that stood on the far side of the barren field. All the crops plowed under to make way for the spring planting. Two hundred yards away, it stood motionless, its breath billowing out as big clouds of steam, a haunting silhouette against the dying light of the day. Dread washed over me like a tidal wave as I realized the truth. I was being stalked. Fear gripped me, its icy tendrils snaking through my veins. My mind screamed, run. I broke into a run, my footsteps echoing through the deserted countryside, but the pursuer was relentless. Closing the gap with supernatural speed, Panic consumed me as I struggled to comprehend the nature of the horror that pursued me. With each passing second, the malevolence grew stronger, its presence suffocating. I stumbled, my knees scraping against the rough gravel, but I refused to yield. Desperation fueled my resolve as I spin towards a lamp and light in the darkness, 
praying for sanctuary, for deliverance from the encroaching darkness. As I reached the porch of an old farmhouse, the door creaked open, revealing a mountain of a man shrouded in darkness. I stumbled inside, gasping for my breath, my eyes darting frantically to figure out that now stood before me the face etched with the lifetime of hardship. He looked at me with haunted eyes, understanding the terror that had given, driven me to seek refuge within. He raised an index finger to his lip. With a gravelly voice, he whispered a single word, quiet. The howl shot through me like ice water through my veins. I turned to look through tears at the thing that had paced at the edge of the tree line at the road over 50 yards away and I could hear the growling. He won't come here. He knows I can hurt him as he patted the rifle he held across his chest. I gazed the monstrous creature before me, my mind struggling to comprehend the horrors that it represented. The moon cast an eerie glow, revealing the twisted confluence of flesh and fur, the elongated snout and the gleaming predatory eyes. It was a sight that defied reason, a grotesque fusion of man and beast. It growled again and then turned and bolted into the night. So where do werewolf legends start? <laughs> so basically, there's two types of werewolves. Uh, you have the shapeshifter. And the shapeshifters, they believe, legends have it, that they are born with this ability. And that is, except for the Navajo, uh, which believe that it is a witch that can shapeshift uh, at will. Skinwalker. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get more on that later. The true werewolf according to most legends, is a human being that uncontrollably transforms into a wolf during a full moon. This, this is aggravating. Here, put <laughs> I'm, like trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to be cool and quiet over here, and it's just twisting. Okay, Don, ah. there you go. I knew you could get it. <laughs> I had faith. I had to hit it again. That's really, really I great. had to hit it again. <laughs> I had to hit, hit it, it again. again. Okay. <laughs> so the original werewolf curse transformed a shapeshifter wolf into a werewolf, effectively taking away the ability to control the shift, but also taking away the ability to think as a human while in the wolf form. The broader term, and I practice these before we start, therianthropy refers to the fantastical or mythological ability of some humans to change into animals. Wait, is it lycanthropy or like? Therianthropy. Therianthropy. Therianthropy refers to the fantastical or mythological ability of humans to change into animals. Therianthropes are said to change forms via shapeshifting. Therianthropy has long existed in mythology and seems to be depicted in ancient cave drawings, such as the Sorcerer, a pictograph executed at the Paleolithic cave drawings found in the Pyrenees at Les Trois Ferrets, France. Archaeological site. How's that? That wasn't bad, huh? Le I can't do it. Love your French. Well, they. I can't do it as well as they can because they sound like they have a. We, a we can mouthful say like uh, like French watch brand names, and that's about it. Le toi frère. We can say je je le coule. Je je le coule. Yeah. Not le fart. Whatever. So anyway, it's those old caves and where they have all the paintings over in France, and I know. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah. We read about this in history class. So, 
And it's unclear exactly where the werewolf legend originated. Now, some scholars believe that the werewolf made its debut in the Epic of Gilgamesh, believe it or not. Oh, Inky wow. Do. Gilgamesh. Huh? Inky Do? No, not Inky Do. Inky Don't. <coughs> and not Inky Don't. Pardon me. You can't um, say Inky Do without saying Inky Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, in Gilgamesh, who was the, if you don't know, it's the mythic king of Uruk, best known as the hero of of the Epic of Gilgamesh, which was written somewhere between uh, 2150 and 1400 BC. And the great Babylonian poem that predates Homer's Iliad and Odyssey by 1500 years, and therefore stands as the oldest written literature in the world. Now, there is a part where Gilgamesh um, is in love with this woman but he finds out that she turned her previous mate into a wolf because he jilted her. So that was the first mention could of... Have, could have ended much worse for him. I mean, could have been it, turned into a slug or... A, oh, it could have been a lot worse, but... Frog. So, so technically... Frog. <laughs> so technically he wasn't turned into a werewolf because you can't be turned into one... Um, like Dracula can change into a wolf, right? Or he can change into a bat or something like that. Which, But he's not a werewolf. So technically he wasn't a werewolf, but he was cursed. He would be a therianthrope. Mm-hmm. So we're moving up into 5th century BC. Greek historian named Herodotus, mm. who has been called the father of history, mm-hmm. uh, described in book four of the histories. It's just a group of books that he wrote. Uh, a nomadic group of people called the Nuri. The Nuri people were neighbors of the Scythians. The Scythian people inhabited a large territory around Ukraine mm-hmm. and the southern uh, border of Russia. And the they were Nuri- known as great horsemen. Yes. Yeah. And the Nurians <coughs> were located on this border, and it's a large swath there. And they would transform into wolves for several days of the year. They would mix the flesh of animals and human and humans, consuming it and becoming werewolves. Now, as it would happen, archaeology has proven this out that there were cannibalism episodes of cannibalism in that area where they you could see, you know, knife cuts and stuff on knife cuts, gnawing on human bones and stuff like that. So there were cannibals there that did eat human flesh. So possibly that's where it came from. Um, The werewolves also made another early appearance in Greek mythology. And that was the the King Lycan. Lycan. There's your lycanthropy. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was the ruler of Arcadia. And what he did, he was, this dude had like 50 sons, and he was extremely prideful. And he was he was not a good king to his people. And so anyway, and, and the stories got all the way up to Zeus. Zeus heard about what a, a horrible person he was. And not only, so, you know, in mythology, anytime that you have somebody's prideful, i.e. Satan, you know, it doesn't end well for him. <laughs> it never does. Now, if you're prideful and disrespectful of the gods, that's doubly bad. Mm. You know, because you're really going to get it put on you then. So Zeus comes down and he 
to Arcadia and he visits with all the people. Doesn't take long before they figure out, hey, this is Zeus walking Did around. Arcadia or Acadia? Uh, la, la, la. Arcadia. 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 Mm-hmm. Arcadia. A lot of games there. Mm. No, that's an, ar- <laughs> <laughs> an arcade. <laughs> uh, so Zeus comes out and he's hanging out in Arcadia. Everybody realizes this is Zeus because I imagine he's big and tall. And Liam Neeson, right? And he's Liam walk- Neeson, and he's walking around with lightning bolts in his hand. You know, yeah. so that that was probably the or, giveaway. Or Russell Crowe in the new Thor, yeah, right? Or Liam Neeson in the previous, right? Uh, films. Anyway, the people are fawning over him, and oh my God, it's Zeus! It's Zeus! So this gets back to King Lycaon, and. This pissed him off because Zeus has come down here. So he decides he's going to put Zeus to a test. So this dude has so many sons. Now, this is horrible. So many sons that he decides to kill one of them, chop him up, and put him in the, the feast that he's invited Zeus to. So Zeus shows up for this feast. And Zeus, being all-knowing and all-wise and all that, realizes what uh, Lycaon has done. Now, this royally pisses off. Zeus. So Zeus, because he realized what he had done, killed every one of Lycaon's sons, brought back the son that had been killed, and then changes Lycaon and he curses him to be a werewolf or a a wolf-like beast. So um, the guy loses his mind, Lycaon does, flee. Uh, he's fled into the wilderness where he suddenly found himself getting noticeably more hairy <laughs> as a reflection of her of his horrific nature. Now, not only this guy is prideful, but he also um, he killed one of his and he's disrespectful to the gods. But he, now he's killed his own son, and so this is like the the worst you know human you could imagine. So the poet Ovid describes what happened to Lycaon. Said, when he had come to the deserted reaches of the countryside, he howled and tried in vain to speak. As a result of his own nature, his appearance took on a kind of madness, and he exercised against the flocks the lust for slaughter to which he had become accustomed. He began to take pleasure in blood. His clothes became fur his arms turned into legs. He became a wolf, but he kept some of the aspects of his former self. There was still the same grayness and the same furriness about his face and the same eyes shone in his head. He had the same appearance of fierceness. Thus, Lycaon becomes a werewolf. And from King Lycaon, we get the word... Lycanthrope. Lycanthrope and lycanthropy and... And so forth. Lycanthropy, according to Merriam-Webster, is a noun. Uh, It can be a delusion that one has become a wolf. Or two, the assumption of a form and characteristics of a wolf held to be possible by by witchcraft or magic. The word lycanthropy comes from the two Greek words uh, lycos, meaning wolf, and anthropos, meaning human being. So we have... And this is one of the things that we've talked about werewolves before on on, on a previous episode of Bray Road uh, Beast. Bray Road Beast, and you can look it up on YouTube or or on here. I think it's the first one. It was the first one. 
this is a a myth or belief legend that basically it it every culture in the world has their story of therianthropes or or lycanthropes, werewolves, uh, and if they didn't have wolves, they have some other be- beast that uh, th- they would change into. There's been tigers and foxes. China has weirfox. Uh, basically, it's a the same thing as a werewolf, but That's it's a fox, fox instead. Yeah, um, crocodiles in uh, like Africa, uh, where people could change into crocs. The jaguar men well, in there Africa. Was a, there's an Egyptian god that's the head of a crocodile and a body of a man. Right. <clears throat> Can't remember I don't remember one. that one. I know Anubis who was had the head of a jackal, and he's heard some jackals outside. Or yeah, <laughs> I don't think that was jackals. <laughs> Probably coyotes. <laughs> But so I mean it, it it transcends all cultures and that's what is amazing to me. Usually anything that transcends all cultures, there's usually like this much truth to it, but we don't know what the truth is. Well, you're talking about the cave painting, so that is I don't remember how old that being that's tens of thousands of years mm-hmm. old. Yeah. Um, all the way back then. You know? So it's been through all through throughout history. It's interesting that the the people uh Nuri? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yuri. So where Scythia, ancient Scythia was, mm-hmm. that would be very close to uh, with <laughs> to Romania. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Which are the Thracians, by the way. Well, that's Bulgaria. But uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, but where they're the area you're describing in Eastern Europe is kind of where like our Western uh, European world comes from right. is Eastern Europe, and uh, it's interesting. It goes back that far. Yeah. So, so in, in Greece another, technically is Eastern Europe, by Southeastern Europe, and that Arcadia is the center of the Peloponnesian Peninsula. There, so yeah, it's all kind of the same little yeah area. So, werewolves also emerged in Nordic folklore. Yep. So I was reading that the saga of the Volsungs. Do you know this? Mm-hmm. Okay, the saga of the Volsungs tell the story of a father and a son. Who discovered the, these wolf pelts, and they the pelts had the power to turn them into wolves for ten days. Um, they donned the pelts, transformed into wolves, and went on a killing rampage in the forest. The rampage ended when the father attacked the son, and I can't remember. I have read deeper into this. I, I just took a little snippet right here, but I rem- something about the father told the son, "Don't do a certain thing." And the son disobeyed him, and that's what caused them to getting the fight. Do you remember? I do not remember. You're I remember usually, reading this. You know, you're usually my uh, history you're Nordic. Uh. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Uh, I don't want to belabor that, but anyway, the the father and son get into a fight. The father grabs the son by the throat, causing a lethal wound. The son's bleeding to death. And he only survives because a kind raven, which was Odin's... That's Odin's... Uh, Odin's raven. Hugin and Mugen, I, his yeah, two ravens. And gave the father a leaf with healing powers, and he placed it on the neck and, and kept the son from dying. I'm a Viking Nordic nerd, as you can see I'm wearing. <laughs> That's why I was surprised. I'm that wearing a millionaire. 
Uh, and across, just in case. Just in case, you know. Just in case. <laughs> well, you never know. There's also Fenrir. I, know, I'm surprised that you don't have, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised you don't have the, uh, have anything else that you're wearing like that. You probably got, do you have a mojo bag? Mm-mm. I've always got my mojo bag. So let's talk my about some. My mojo is always rising. <laughs> let's talk about some infamous werewolves. Uh, many so-called werewolves from centuries ago were, in fact, serial killers. And France had its share. In 1521, Frenchman Pierre Vergou and Michel Verdun allegedly swore allegiance to the devil and claimed to have an ointment that turned them into wolves. And after confessing to brutally murdering several children, they were both burned to death at the stake. Mm. I think they were just serial killers. Yeah, they were probably just serial killers. But they claimed to be werewolves. Yeah. Burning was thought to be one of the few ways to kill a werewolf. And then um, you had Gilles Garnier. Gilles Garnier. This one I know about. Okay. <clears throat> Gilles Garnier, known as the werewolf of Dole, was another 16th century Frenchman whose claim to fame was also an ointment with wolf morphing abilities. What the hell is going on in France? I don't know, dude. According uh, according to the legend, as a wolf, he viciously killed children and ate them. He, too, was burned to death uh, at the stake for his monstrous crimes. And uh, where Bergou and Verdun or Garnier were mentally ill and acted under the influence of a hallucinogenic substance or were simply cold-blooded killers. There's also a Frenchman, who, a French nobleman who was a, a notorious child murderer as well. I don't think he claimed any kind of werewolf thing, but... He was caught, but Frenchmen back then, what they were doing, man. I don't know. Um, but anyway, the when they caught him, they they said, "Well, they have to be they have to be werewolves to commit such heinous crimes because only some horrific beast like a werewolf could 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 commit these crimes like that." And so then we go into Germany, and we have the Bedberg werewolf. Which I know you know this one. Peter Stubb. Or Stubb. Stubb. I guess it would be Stubb. Does it have little dots above it? Yeah, no no little dots. No dots. Yeah, I think it's Stubb. Peter Stubb, a wealthy 15th century farmer in Bedburg, Germany, may be the most notorious werewolf of all. According to the folklore, he turned into a wolf like creature at night and devoured many citizens of Bedburg. Uh, Peter eventually blamed. Peter was eventually blamed for the gruesome killings after being cornered by hunters, who claimed they saw him shapeshift from a wolf to a human form. He experienced a grisly execution after confessing under torture, of course, to savagely killing animals, men, women, and children, and eating their remains. He also declared he owned an enchanted belt that gave him the power to transform into a wolf at will. Not surprisingly, the belt was never found. Hmm. Now Peter's one that the there's some controversy around because they believed he may not have been a killer, but just the the victim of a witch hunt or a werewolf, a werewolf hunt. hunt. Yeah, as the case may be. <laughs> well, when was this? Uh, what year? I in didn't. Germany, I didn't it? write. I didn't write the dates down. There was a lot of actual witch hunts going on in the, the 17th century yeah. in Germany during the uh, during the Thirty Years' War, especially there were. That's when you're the peak of this nonsense of burning people at the stake. Yeah. And hey, that was all going on during that time period. 
<clears throat> throughout Europe, but especially in uh, Germany, it was really bad in the Low Countries and Scotland for some reason. Yeah. So another German story of a real werewolf comes from a, nearly a century later in a town of 1685. So your answer would be for the previous question. There you go. Around 1580s, you know. Uh, in Ansbach, um, a wolf, possibly a pack of wolves, was terrorizing the town. After the deaths of livestock, several young children were killed. Under such unsettling circumstances, locals turned to the idea, idea that a werewolf must be responsible, and they knew who the culprit must be. <laughs> because recently, a local magistrate had been hated by the citizens <laughs> of Ansbach, had died. So the people of Ansbach believe the wolf to be a reincarnation of the magistrate. So the town banded together, formed a, a large hunt, managed to find a wolf, chase it into a well, trapped the animal, and they killed it. So when they, after they killed it, they took, they took this thing and they cut off its snout to make it look more flat, man-like. Oh. And then they dressed it up in men's clothes and they paraded it in wig and the works and paraded it, paraded it around uh, Ansbach. So it was just really bizarre, I thought, that they would do that. But anyway. Um, so let's move on to Irish werewolves. Now, this is a little bit different than your typical European werewolves. And so the typical werewolves in Europe were considered to be cursed, or they practiced black magic, or they wore a sash, or a pelt, or an ointment. ointment, you know, something like this to... So that they could turn into a werewolf and terrorize and eat children and women and, and whoever they came across. The Irish legends of the were werewolves were different. They were considered the guardians of the forest. Uh, they would help lost travelers find their way. They would find lost children in the woods. And there's a famous story of Gerald of Wales in his book of Topography Hibernica, or Geography of Ireland, right. uh, recorded one of the most famous accounts of werewolves of Ossery. Gerald presents the story of an unnamed priest who was traveling from Ulster when he encountered a wolf in the woods. In the priest's astonishment, the wolf begins to talk to him and tells the priest not to be afraid. The priest, in turn, asks the wolf not to attack him and to explain his story. So, <clears throat> there are two, he said, there are two of us, a man and woman, natives of Osri, who through the curse of St. Natalie's, the abbot are compelled every seven years to be put off to put off our human form and become a wolf and depart the dwellings of man. So basically they were cursed by this Saint Natalie's and every so for the town of Osri there would be two, a man and a woman, that would have to roam the woods as wolves until the end of their time period, then they would come back and somebody else would take their place. And so he had come to the the priest and say, hey, I need some help. My wife has been hurt and she's dying and I want you to give last rites to my wife. And the priest is like, well, I can't give last rites to an animal. So the wolf takes the priest to his wife and he pulls back the fur to show the human flesh underneath. And so... And this was this story went all the way to the Vatican, and you can 
it's in the library in the Vatican now where the priest wrote in. I'm sure there's a whole lot more stuff. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in the Vatican that I would love to get my hands on. But anyway, um, but he gave communion to the, the wolf. The wolf leads him safely out of the woods and uh, makes a number of prophecies concerning the future of Ireland and the Norman invaders. The priest is later summoned before the Bishop of Meath and on Gerald's advice is ordered to travel to meet the Pope and present his story. So I think it's pretty interesting. And that's what you have on your arm. It is what I have on my arm. And I'll throw up a picture of the, the story of Ossery. I have not a werewolf, but a frog in my throat tonight, <laughs> and I cannot get it out. Well, good thing it's not a werewolf. Lord, that doesn't sound good. Okay. Did you know that the original name from Ireland was not Ireland? Mm-hmm. That it was Wolfland? No, that I did not know. It was Wolfland. I knew that the Romans called the people of Ireland Scoti, which, which means- is where... It's just what they called it. They also called it Hibernia, but mm-hmm. they called the people Scoti, which is actually where the word Scots come from, because uh, at the time, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, you had Dalriada, the kingdom that spanned both right. Northern Ireland and Eastern Scotland. Western, sorry, Western. Western Scotland. Yeah. And then the Picts were at the other part of Scotland. And then, but the Romans just called everybody Scoti. So... Anyway, yeah, it was called Wolfland, and wolves were a plenty in that area in Ireland. I think they went with the snakes. They did when St. Patrick so drove the until, snakes out. Up until the 16th and 17th century, Ireland was still a densely wooded country, and wolves were plentiful in wild areas. During the 1650s, rich bounties were placed on the hunting and extermination of wolves. Uh, the last recorded account of killing of a wolf occurred near. Mount Leinster in County Carlow as late as 1786. This is also when the British cut down all the fucking trees in Ireland and took them to build their (laughs) navy, by the way. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's pretty sad. I mean, they they literally exterminated the wolves in Ireland. There's none there now. The zoos, I'm sure, but... Yeah, I wouldn't think there's anything bigger than a badger now. Right, (laughs) All right, so let's go across and cross over the... Pond? Yeah, we're going to cross over the pond. We're going to cross over the Atlantic and, and talk about werewolves in North America. So it is the Navajo tribe that is best known for shapeshifter beliefs. Uh, these shifters are called skinwalkers, as you mentioned earlier. And the Navajo word for such people is yandlushi. Yandlushi, which means... He goes on all fours. That's what they called him. That could be taken. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> According to the Navajo tradition. <laughs> should clarify. Uh, you should see me in Cabo. <laughs> when I've had too much tequila. I go on all fours, huh, babe? My God. More like on your face. That's about <laughs> it. Uh, go on all fours and go in a wheelchair back up to the room and... According to the Navajo tradition, skinwalkers look physically different from normal people. And the main difference is being their eyes, which are large and glowing, even in daylight. It is thought that if someone looks like a skinwalker in the eyes, they can absorb, or looks a skinwalker in the eyes, they can absorb a person and steal their skin. 
So it goes without saying that someone should avoid looking uh, anyone suspected of being a skinwalker in the eyes. Uh, they were also believed to have no genitals. Oh, a Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> furry Kindle. <laughs> Just... A Kindle that, that howls at the moon. Okay. And their skin was supposedly rock hard, like a Kindle. Maybe it was a Kindle. That would suck to be rock hard and have no genitals. Yeah, that would just... <laughs> just... Okay, sorry. And Harry. And there we go down the path. <laughs> we have we have perverted this to that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Make you get impervious to axes and arrows. Their skin. Hmm. Some version. Yeah, that's what they say. In some versions of the tradition, uh, the skinwalker's tongue would be black, proof that their soul was poison. It was also believed that becoming a skinwalker was caused by dark forces. A person that becomes one was believed to have done something immoral to attract the darkness, while in an animal form, they they lost all trace of humanity, and the beast and animal insects took over, making them vicious and unpredictable. This was only one version, though, and another is that while in animal form, they're actually much more intelligent. They're also able to read minds and could lure people out of their homes and into the woods, imitating the voices and the cries of loved ones. And we hear that a lot of, you know, the skinwalker stories uh, where, where they talk about, you know, they hear their name. Somebody's calling them. Um, yeah, know, there's ha- different names for, like, we've heard about, like, ghost stories and stuff about different legends and things that i forget what it is they say sasquatch will mimic the uh <laughs> the laughter or cries of children can mimic the sound of children uh-huh. so they tell people you know don't don't go check out the child you hear crying in the woods it's the same as uh with the uh, uh red caps and stuff in ireland the mm-hmm. <clears throat> the fae will imitate the uh the yeah. cries of children to draw someone in that's how you're gonna change like hey you know, there was one that we talked about. That was like some, lost in the wood, they're screwed. Because you should never listen to it. Ghost. Like, I think it's a Mexican folklore or something. Oh, about Yorona? The, Yorona? That's what it is. That's where they, a tequila. We did try the tears of Yorona, but it's like a hundred and something. That, that's the one that was recommended to us. But, uh, yeah, that one, that one's a special, definite special. That's, but she, you know, lures people by sounding like mm-hmm. she's looking for their children yeah or the, yeah. like a loved one or something but there i've read a lot of and listened to a lot of stories about skin markers and that was one of the things they they lure people out uh by using the the voices of their loved ones mm-hmm. and now that was the navajo the hopi indians um in their traditions where shape-shifting is brought on by a special ceremony known as Yaya. 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 The details of the ceremony are extremely secret and well protected, but it is thought that it involves wearing the skin of an animal one wishes to become. So there's there's a trend here, you know, with this whole wolf pelt and, you mm-hmm. know, thing. Um, so one of the legends, and this comes from the... I believe it was the Fox tribe, if I remember. One legend in particular refers to an early Native American tribe in the area that is now known as Wisconsin. In the United States of America, it was where it was here that the members of a tribe may have been the first to receive the gift of the werewolf. In this legend, there is a spirit god named 
and I'm going to Wizakachek. Native American mythology, Wizakachek, pronounced Wizakachek, was a shapeshifter who lived in the woods. He was a friend to humans whose default physical form was that of a wolf. One day, Wizakachek was roaming the woods in the form of a man when he saw two brothers from the fox tribe hunting. Is the fox tribe? Is that, uh, are they at war with the CNN tribe? Is that? Oh my gosh. Oh, is it that, Fox was like bad. F- that was bad. That was bad. I mean, that is was... it is it FOX? Is that it is FOX? Yes, the fox. So it's the animal. Yeah, the animal. So they, I, I guess they um, identify I... as foxes. But the brothers. Oh <laughs> my gosh! You're going to start a whole new rabbit hole. What's better than the CNN crack? Yeah, that one was great. Oh, so the fox tribe. These two boys were out hunting. Uh, Kimi and Machaayu. Machaayu had just caught a deer uh, with her bows and arrows. Uh, Wizakachek walked up on the boys and presented himself as lost and hungry, a lost and hungry wanderer from a different tribe. Kimi offered the stranger some of the deer meat that they had just caught, and Wizakachek accepted. After a week later, Wizakachek appeared in the same part of the woods again and saw the same boys again hunting. Machaayu explained that ever since they caught the deer a week earlier, they hadn't been able to catch anything and they were very hungry. Wizakachek, remembering the boy's previous generosity, told them that uh, he had no meat to share, but could offer them, that he could offer to share his powers with them, and that was the ability to shapeshift. He said the boys didn't believe him, and so he changed into a wolf and changed back. They excitedly agreed. The only condition was that Wizakachek gave Kimi and Machahu, Machaayu, Ayu, was that they could not use the wolf forms to hurt any humans, only to hunt. Months went by and the boys used their wolf forms to catch enough deer for the entire village. One day, Machaayu was in an argument with another boy in the village, and in his anger, Machaayu transformed into a wolf and killed the boy. Of course. Now the village feared the powers of Machaayu and Kimi, and they were both cast out of the tribe and forced to live in the Most woods. Most of the village knew about it. Oh, yeah, they knew about it. They were they cool with it. They didn't just pretend like, oh, No, no, wait, no, no. The- they were cool with it because the boys were feeding the whole village, you know. And they weren't hurting anybody. They weren't hurting anyone. I would have kept that to myself and just pretended like I shot him with a bow and arrow. Wizakachek was furious with the boys. He cast a new spell on Machaayu so that from that day forth, he could no longer be able to shapeshift at will. Every day, he would take on a complete human form, and every night, he would transform into a mindless wolf. Kimi, having done no wrong, was allowed to keep his shapeshifting ability. Having been cast out of the fox tribe and knowing that Machaayu would be unable to control himself in his wolf form, Kimi left by himself into the wilderness. Machaayu is now known as the father of werewolves, being the first one and creating creating the others. This is where the history of the werewolf begins, but it doesn't really end there. So many, many, many years went by. No sign of Machaayu uh, or any other aggressive night wolf. So that's it just kind of stopped right there. Okay. Legends from other tribes told stories of wolves larger than men hunting near their villages. Several tribes reported flocks of animals including horses, being brutally ravaged in the middle of the night. Stories of these creatures began spreading to more and more tribes across North America. 
though the wolves were rarely reported by anyone other than native tribes. These stories of the history of the werewolf were thought to be legends for many, many years until a string of modern werewolf sighted, sightings beginning in 1936 changed everything. And where did these sightings take place? Around Bray Road, Wisconsin. In the United States. In a you state called that. Wisconsin. Yeah. In a town called Elkhorn on a road called Bray. Hmm. So maybe that's, maybe they saw. Maybe it's Machu Picchu or whatever. <laughs> Machu, <laughs> no, it's Machu, 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 Machu Ayu. Machu Picchu. Machu Ayu. Maybe it was Machu Ayu. But, you know, it, it kind of disappeared. Nobody heard anything about it except for the. It's always in Native American folklore. You've had skinwalkers and. You know, and they believe that, or there's belief that they can change into to different animals, therianthropy. So, so don't leave me hanging. What so, do you think? What about Jevedon? I did not bring up Jevedon, and that's a very good one. Uh, Jevedon, uh, for those who don't know, and I'm going strictly off memory here, uh, was actually predates. It's in the 1700s. Uh, it late, predates late. the our uh, um, 1776 our our independence in France uh, near. God, I can't remember the name of the mountains. There's it's the Pyrenees. Uh, was it Pyrenees? It's Pyrenees in southern France. Margeride. No. Margeride Mountains of South Central yeah, France. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I don't not familiar with those. Mar Mar M A R G E R I D E. Uh, there were, in the death certificates, there was, I believe, and I may be wrong in this number, but I'm pretty sure it was 186 people. Um, You're talking between 1777 and Attributed to yeah, it says one thirteen deaths and forty nine injuries here. Ninety eight of the victims killed. Estimated there have been two hundred ten attacks resulting. Okay, yeah. Typically, it was children or women out tending the eaten. fields, and they would get attacked by this thing. There were reports of this thing running on its back legs through the swamps. Um, there, and I mean, when you think about it, it wasn't that long ago. I mean. You know, you're talking in the in the 1700s. That's really not that long ago. It's only well, 250 years. years ago. Yeah, it's not that long in the <clears> scope <throat> of things. And so these people believed that this was a a werewolf, you know, or or some kind of this horrible wolf. And it was something because there was one time, uh, one story about a girl that this thing came after, and she fought him off with just a basically a stick, and. There's another one where the wolf ran up on the girl and her brother or sister was there with her and this thing literally ran at her and grabbed her neck, snapped her head off her body in a single bite. Just Now, you think about a wolf and a wolf, uh, your... Well, this is one of the highest bite. timber wolves can bite through a moose femur in three bites. I mean, you think about that. Man, that's chomp, 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 and you've bit through a moose femur. And mooses are, like, gigantic. They're huge. Mooses? 
Yeah, moose. Did I say mooses? You said mooses. Tequila I think it's Is it moose? moose. Tequila It's not moose. I think it's moose. <laughs> the tequila moose said and mooses. Moose. <laughs> I would say moose, but the tequila said mooses. Um, now, but these things there, this thing was killing people left and right. But apparently, attacks by wolves were a very serious problem during this era. It was so serious that the king got involved and sent his huntsmen to track this thing down. Not just the thing, but wolves. Mm-hmm. Because this one person said, This animal, which seemed to us to be a wolf, but extraordinary and very different by its figure and its proportions of the wolves that we see in this country. This is what we have certified by, from, by more than 300 people from all over who came to see him. Is what they were, this mm-hmm. area in Jevedon. So the... The whole silver bullet thing about killing a werewolf with a silver bullet comes from Jevedon. Jevedon because I forget the guy's name, but he's the he had a crucifix that was melted down uh, and blessed by a priest, made some silver bullets out of it, and he shot at this charging wolf thing, whatever it was. He shot it with a silver bullet from a musket. And you think, God, you know, what a shot. What a lucky shot. It could have only been a blessed bullet because... Jean Ch- Chastel? Yeah, that's Chastel. it. Chastel. Uh, is the one that killed the Beast of Evadon or so. And they... But they had brought they had brought in the... Uh, the military, basically, to, to catch this thing because... It was so affecting the commerce in the country. People weren't going to work. People were not going to their jobs. People, and it was a uh, textiles were huge there, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't go out of their house because they were terrified. I wouldn't either. If I thought I was going to get eaten bless. on the way to work. Werewolf, wolf. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't want to be eaten by a wolf. Well, I mean, when you're talking about over a period of what was it, three years, sixty-four to sixty-seven? Is that right? Three years, yeah. Okay, so a period of three years, and what I read, you read 200-something attacks. Uh, I read 186. So let's just say 200 200 attacks-ish. 113 dead, 96 injured. Over a three-year period? Man, that's a short amount of time. 98 partially eaten. Yeah. Nope. I'm I'm not. not Can you imagine... When you think, I can't even go out and work my fields. I can't go work my crops because I'm afraid that if I go out there, I'm going to eat, be eaten by this wolf. What do you, you think know? it was? Mm. A wolf? I think it was a rogue-like striped hyena, maybe. Really? Well, I don't think it was a lion. Yeah, that was... Dressed up. Like no, 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 no. But a wolf I forget what that was, but I, I know the movie you're talking about. I don't think I ever Brotherhood saw of the Wolf. So here, I think there's a couple of possibilities for what Jevadon could have been. Since it's since we're talking about or Je- dire wolf, like a just a well, relic dire that's just wolf. it. Jevadon is very close to that mountain range, and I can't remember the name of it, but you Marjoride. Yeah, Margaret. Mar- Margaret. No. Margaret. Margaret. I don't know. M-A-R-G-E-R-I-D-E. But it was very close to that mountain range, and there were a lot of caves there. So, I believe that it could have been a, not necessarily a cryptid, but 
maybe a leftover dire wolf. Like the last dire wolf. Yeah, or maybe it was a group of them. I mean, think about the, the Oryx. Right? It's, it's the big cow things that an ancient mm-hmm. uh, breed uh, yes. that didn't die. Like the last one died in the 18th century, mm-hmm. right? So it's it, it would have been, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, and especially considering you got this, this vast wilderness, mountains, you got caves, so you've got you got food sources, you've got uh, shelter for them. So I think that maybe they found out one of them figured out that people are easy, easy break, easy break. Well, they would have. I mean, there could have been a genetic memory of that anyway, because direwolves, actual dire, you know, existed right. at the same time as humans. Really. So, by the way, direwolves not a made up creature from Game of Thrones. It's no an actual. Yeah. An actual animal that used to exist. It's an extinct yeah. animal. So, and this thing was so tall that the the first attack I was reading about the kid was the kid was killed as a young boy. He was killed in the field, working in the field. Dire His wolf. father found him. <laughs> Winston is not a dire wolf. <laughs> <It's> a dire, dire <laughs> not <wolf>. anywhere near. <laughs> so, the father found him in the field where he had been basically half eaten. The father wraps him up, brings him home, puts him in his house. Later that night, this, they called it La Betty, or the Beast, um, was standing at the window, looking in the window on its back feet, standing up and looking in the window at this kid that was laying in the living room floor wrapped in, you know, cloth. And the father chased him out of the house. The this thing would run into the swamps. Horses couldn't run through there, and it would be running on back legs. He was shot at so many times, nobody ever hit him. And you're talking about sharpshooters. They're like, okay, I got him. You know, so it's kind of what no, is this thing? If you know, if he's more than like thirty yards away with a musket, good luck. And that's true. That's true. <clears throat> and. So I think it could have been that, you know. I think it could have been just a an ex- people don't realize. I mean, when we talk about wolves, and we watch movies where wolves are attacking or whatever, you know, and they're using like these uh, malmutes and huskies and you know these big, you know, brushy looking German Shepherd type or dogs. They use you know? hybrids. That, yeah. yeah, and so people think, oh, a wolf, but a wolf at the shoulders. Standing that tall, well, not a gray wolf, maybe. Yeah, that tall. I mean, wolves are huge. Their paws are five inches across. I mean, for anybody that know, that's about five inches across. So that's that's how big their paws are. <laughs> this is five inches. This is not five inches. <laughs> no, I mean you're talking. They're that big. Can you imagine a dog that stands that tall? Yes, great day. This big. Yeah. That's aggressive and can bite through you and yeah, did, and hunt yeah. you down in a pack. And I mean, that's just make it run and run and run. But it's said to be extinct in the last ice age. Yeah, well, so was the coelacanth until they pulled one out of the ocean. And yeah. Anyway, I I didn't really bring that up, and I wasn't planning for it tonight, so I don't have a lot of good details on it. We, I mean, we could do a whole. Uh, thing on the episode dialogue. I'm just I just uh, kind of thought you were going there because you were working through the 17th century I thought you were going to hit the 18th no, century in France only because that one is probably an animal 
It's probably an animal 100%. of some sort. Yeah. I mean, it actually but it was killed. blamed on a werewolf. Oh, uh, yeah, it was. So, so what's your take? Do you really feel like werewolves were a thing or are are a th- are were? I mean, I don't I know. I guess. To, okay, I have I'm, I'm, I have mixed feelings because I used to really think that okay, we're, there's no way that there's a werewolf. But recently, I've been reading all this stuff on Dogman. Dogman, the Texas Dogman thing is small town monsters just has a new. Yeah, film he out, was watching document. it the other day, and, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yet, but you know that. There's just some really weird stuff there, you know? I, I mean, scientifically, my like my brain can totally make sense of a Sasquatch, right? Evolutionarily mm-hmm. speaking, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Dogman? Does not make sense. Does not make sense. At all. But people are seeing something. Yeah, I agree. People are seeing something. Right here in Texas. Yeah. So, I don't know. I... I, I love the lore. I love the legends. I love the stories. The best movies too. And the movies are great. I mean, you so, put it on your, you put it in a tattoo form. So I would hope, <laughs> you know, I that just even if you didn't truly in your heart of hearts believe that it existed, my, that you at least, like you said, believed in the lore. I mean, people have Tinkerbell on them too. Yeah. So, so I mean, in, so when I was a kid, my nightmares were about wearables. You know, so it's you know it's my thing. So I love. Yeah. I love the idea. I love the stories. I love the legends and all that. See, you're going to have to mention Javadon anyway because I was going to ask you where the silver bullet thing comes from. And that's where it comes from. So, so it comes from Javadon. This is why you carry around a bunch of silver just in case. You never know when you got to melt this down and that's make right. a bullet. <laughs> Though, when I was reading about it, it actually says that the idea... What did it say? Well, it's interesting because the silver bullet, it's also... The story about the large caliber bullets homemade with Virgin Mary's medals is a literary intervention by the French writer Henry Perrault. 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 P-O-U-R-R-A-T. That actually, this guy was just a local hunter that shot at it. It doesn't say anything about a silver bullet. Well, you know, an American werewolf in London and Paris, you shoot it with regular old bullets. But, But there is a lore that goes with the silver... The purity of silver being able to kill because it's it's used for vampires too. Right, right. Well, okay. So go touching Dracula. With have, this. You, have you read any? I know that you've heard about, but have you read any of the stuff like at the Skinwalker Ranch? Oh yeah, and that the the werewolf that they had there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there when the people that sold it to Bigelow, the people who tried to ranch there. So one of the first things they saw a giant wolf and they kept pumping it full of bullets. And nothing stopped it. Nothing and it just like it, it passed through. This is yeah. on like day one at the ranch. Yeah. As soon as they brought the cattle in. Isn't that crazy? It is. So I mean there's just so many crazy stories out there and they're great stories. So and that's why I'll, we could do a whole like two episodes on Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, yeah, this yeah. It's crazy. Well, I, and I think I think we should do it at some point. We should do a story on Jevedon because yeah. there's so much to that, you know. And um, the I, problem I is it's not... I have seen an interesting duck where, where they make a case for a striped hyena. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's a pretty good case. I, I could see that. The problem is... Because they did re- use to range in that area, you know. So... The problem with hyenas is that this thing would climb up on hedges, hedgerows in between fields. Mm. And so hyenas don't climb, for one. They don't have to. They get necks so high up. 
Just look over. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this thing, it would lay on top of the hedgerows. It would lay there until somebody went by and then it would pounce like a cat. Almost. Like a cat? Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. That's a, that's a nope cat. Yeah. It's, it's strange. Which that's interesting that it, the whole cat thing. So it's making panther-like behavior, or yeah, it's. I mean, it's just there's a. It's a like an amalgamation of things, you know. Could it be a Eurasian lion? I mean, they used to, you know, a relic Eurasian lion. People mm-hmm. wouldn't be used to seeing that, even though lions used to range. I mean, there used to be lions in Britain for crazy. You know? Yeah, but you you know the difference between looking at a a cat and a a wolf. You know, there's a, there's an obvious difference. Yeah. So they could have been confused and not but, in. 300 Not something dark. people. I, I, you know, that's, we think about the people that were attacked and the people that were, uh, no, this was during the day. Oh, okay. Most of the, most, nearly all of the attacks for Jevedon were during the day. I think there were a few at night. Oh, okay. Nearly all of them were during the day. And that's another thing. It's that, it's that, that brazen, you know, it, it wasn't just like a wolf where it would hunt in a pack at night. It was out in the daylight doing this. Anyway, we go on all night about that, but <laughs> let's talk about what we had to drink tonight. What was this? So, I'm sorry, what was the, so you believe what in the this? lore, you don't really believe that there actually existed? I think, I think the whole Dogman thing now is making him reconsider. It's also the Dogman is interesting. It's making me think about it too, you know. The Dogman thing is interesting and I, I'm going to have to dig deeper into it. We'll have to do a Dogman thing. I mean, kind of already did. Yeah. Bray Road is definitely falling oh, yeah. Dogman. Absolutely. Exciting, but. So do you think that back in the day, these were actually werewolves that like in like a story of Ossery, that they could really get bitten and then turn into a no, wolf? No, no, no. You just, no, it's we've just talked lore. about that before. I do not believe that at all. Yeah. I don't believe that happens. But there's something to go back to these uh, very ancient stories. Chimera, you know, maybe the aliens came down and mixed genetic DNA. Well, that's with- true. That's how they created us. They took a... <laughs> well, well we, we think that we'll go down the whole stitch and we think that so what did we drink tonight mi henta mi henta did we like it I it was delicious I thought it was amazing it was it so is, smooth that's good that is really good that is a great sipping tequila alright I mean I think it really does take over for Don Julio Blanco it would also make a great if, you, if you're into margaritas and stuff I think that, that would, would be a good fit, one you know so let me leave, let me leave everybody with this Especially for the not the additive free and all of that, mm-hmm. love that. It's good for you. That tequila is mm-hmm. good for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it is. In in responsible quantities. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, responsible quantities. Yes. <laughs> Non-GMO. So it's vegan too. <laughs> Even a man who is pure of heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms. The autumn moon is bright. <laughs> night, guys. <laughs> Nighty night. Buenas noches. Oh, I can peel these hip bones above my ear. <laughs> it's kind of when you wear shorts and you get out of my and you stick to the chair. Well, your balls stick to your legs. Well, oh. I, well, see, no, I don't know about that. Uh, no, nope. <laughs> I do not identify that way. But your hair is all jacked. You got hip bones. <laughs> no, because I don't know what shorts I have to do. It's like I go to stand up and it's like, yeeg! <laughs>